more nervous in this room than anywhere else. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Yes. Hey, salute to Ose and Armani. I don't know who these people are, but they have an album called Tired of Being Broke Too, and this is the first time I've ever gotten a CD with an apple pie. They sent you an they, apple pie? They mailed all of this. Why well, is it dripping? It's dripping everywhere. Oh, it's dripping? Hey, t- I'm sorry. Throw that away, Taylor. <laughs> it's dripping everywhere. They, they got what they wanted. Shout out to Ose and Armani. My okay. goodness. They got an album out called Tired of Being Broke, too. You can throw that the whole apple pie away, unless you want it. Shout, you may want it. Shout out to everybody that was at Hampton University. I went out to Hampton University over the weekend for their homecoming. Had a great time. Shout out to Pepsi, who sponsored the stage. It was, it was a wonderful matter. time. That's right. We had a good time. I had to dip out early because of Powerhouse. NYC, which happened over the weekend Sold as well. Sold out show. Sold out. Meek Mill, the baby, little baby, Saweetie, Megan Thee Stallion, Migos, uh, Davido. Am I forgetting anybody? Yes, mm. it sounds like it. I wasn't even there, but I, I, I Meek Mill. Me. You said Meek Mill? I said Meek. Oh, I said little baby and the baby. Little TJ. Little TJ. Polo G. I said Saweetie. Yeah, so I said everybody. Did yeah, you yeah, say yeah. Meg Thee Stallion? I said Meg Thee Stallion. She opened up the show. Oh, okay. Oh, Cardi was a special guest. Cardi popped out with the Migos. Did you say the baby? I said the baby. <laughs> Young I'm kidding. Oh, you got new headphones. No, these, these are mine. I left your headphones that I borrow at home. Why are my headphones at your house? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I left your headphones at home. I borrowed your headphones. So this whole time you've had headphones? Long story, long story, but I, I left your headphones at well, home. those so are cute. Thank you, they're pink. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So Powerhouse was a success, baby. Powerhouse was a success. Okay. Uh, Meek Mill brought out Young M.A. He also brought out uh, Pop Smoke. Killed it. It was, it was a great show, really great show, no problems. Everybody had a peaceful time. Everybody, it was a great show, great show, great show, Dope. great show. I was in three states yesterday, man. I woke up in L.A. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was in L.A. this weekend uh, celebrating with my sister Angela Rye mm-hmm. because it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, then I went to Chicago. And then I drove from Chicago to Milwaukee. And I was in Milwaukee yesterday at Marquette University. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we had a great conversation there with um, Krishanda Lee and uh, the Black Student Union there. Great conversation about black emotional wellness and mental health. Okay. Yeah, so salute to Marquette University. And shout out to Milwaukee. What station are we on in Milwaukee? V100.3, baby. Yeah, shout out to our family out in Milwaukee. That's right. That's the first station that ever syndicated the Breakfast Club. I love Milwaukee. That is I'm true. weird like that, though. I'll not like a city like Miami, but then love a city like Milwaukee. Well, we love all the cities that represent us and have the Breakfast Club on, sir. I thought we were on V100.7 <laughs> you know in oh, Milwaukee. V100.7. I'm sorry. Okay. V100.7. I know it's V100. Something. Well, I love Miami. That's Drop one of my favorite cities. Miami's cool. I like Miami, but you know, I, I'm just you know how everybody loves to go to Miami because they love Miami. Right. I'd be more excited when we be in Milwaukee. I don't know why. It's weird, but uh, I do like Miami though. Say that around January, February when it's like five degrees. Oh, that's outside. no. That's no question. Everything, everything, everything has its place. All right. All right. Salute to everybody that listens to us in Miami on 103.5. Or is it 103. Point something else? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 103.5. Salute to DJ 33 and the third. What up, 33? 
All right, let's get the show cracking. Amanda Seals will be joining us okay. this morning. She's got a new book out called Small Doses. Mm-hmm. Great read. Mm-hmm. Read it this weekend. So we'll talk to her. And T.I., the king of the South, will be to- uh, joining us as well. My guy, T.I., I don't even know if you can interview T.I. no more because he's been doing the Expeditiously podcast so long. He's like having another host in here. Yeah. All right, so we'll kick it with both of them. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, talk about Donald Trump. He says that the ISIS leader, quote, died like a coward. Yeah, he's crazy. In Syria. <laughs> he's crazy. Donald Trump was like, he died crying or whimpering. I'm like, what? Why do we care, though? If he, he just, was, if he was, I mean, I don't, I don't know him. I've never even heard of this dude tell you yesterday, but if he was such a bad guy... <laughs> like, why do you care? Just can't say he died. I, listen, I don't, I don't dislike he, Trump that he just much. Died. We this guy, him, was, died. this guy was a threat to our country like that, and you know he was supposed to get it, then he got it. I'm not gonna sit here and be mad about how Donald Trump describes how he died. All right, well let's get the show cracking. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, I want good, good. All right, morning everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne mm-hmm. the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news in sports. Let's not even do sports, nah, let's man. Do let's sports. Not, do not, sports. Not, 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 don't disrespect sports, people like that. Do sports. People want to hear the sports calls. I didn't see the, no football games yesterday. I was traveling all day yesterday. I know the nothing. Cowboys didn't lose. You ain't missed nothing. The Rams beat the Bengals 24-10. The Saints beat the Cardinals 31-9. Titans beat the Buccaneers 27-23. Colts beat the Broncos 15-13. Seahawks beat the Falcons 27-20. The Eagles beat the Bills 31 31- uh, 13, the Chargers beat the Bears, 17-16. The Jaguars beat the Jets, 29-15. The 49ers beat the Panthers, 51-13. Patriots won again. They beat the Browns, 27-13. Texas beat the Raiders, 27-24. The Packers beat the Chiefs, 31-24. I feel like you missed out on the city. What's up with Detroit? Who's the Detroit? Who did Detroit play yesterday? I don't know who Detroit played. Who did Detroit play? I don't know. Come on, man. Detroit holds us down out there. All right, man. Who Detroit, did Detroit play? Detroit beat the Giants, 31-26. Wow, for real? Damn, I ain't know that. No, you ain't know that. Wow. No, you ain't know that. What's the Giants record now? now I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. And then let's talk, well, I don't even want to talk baseball, but the Astros uh, beat the Nationals, and they lead 3-2. Next game is tomorrow, 8 p.m. Hey, salute to Houston, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at Houston. Houston syndicates us. Washington doesn't, so I don't give a damn about Washington. What else we got, Yee? All right, well, Donald Trump uh, has some words about the founder and head of the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria who died in a, quote, daring and dangerous raid by U.S. commandos. He said, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi has been killed. Well, he actually committed suicide, but here's what he had to say. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. Now, according to reports, al-Baghdadi was fleeing. He went to a dead-end tunnel. He brought three of his children with him. As K-9 units pursued him, they said he then detonated a suicide vest and killed himself and the children. Here's what Donald Trump had to say. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time. The only ones remaining were Baghdadi in the tunnel, and he had dragged three of his young children with him. They were led to certain death. I never even heard of Baghdadi. What's his name? Al-Baghdadi, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Never heard of him until yesterday. Well, they did confirm his identity through DNA testing on the scene. They said his body was under rubble and badly mutilated. 
All right, and a rest in peace to John Conyers Jr. He was the longest-serving African-American congressman. He was 90 years old. They said he did die in his sleep on Sunday, and he was one of the people that helped spearhead an initiative to make Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday a national holiday. Also, in 1971, he helped found the Congressional Black Caucus. He pushed for the impeachment of Richard Nixon over Watergate. He said that his ousting was necessary to restore to our government the proper balance of constitutional power and to serve notice on all future presidents. So he's a congressman in Michigan. So rest in peace to John Conyers Jr. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the uh, person who first introduced the bill, the HR 40, the reparations bill. He did that in like 89, and every year he tries to, to to get that bill through. Right, it didn't go very far when he first introduced this, but he was definitely one of the first people to start discussing reparations and exploring that. Yeah, he was, he was the first one. Mm-hmm. That, that was back in like 89. He was the first person to introduce that bill, the HR 40 bill. All right. Which well, is the commission to study uh, reparations. The last front page news. Now get it off your chest. 800 585 If you're up upset you need to vent hit us up right now maybe you had a bad weekend or maybe you had a blessed weekend whatever it may be four lines are wide weekend. open 800-585-1051 if you need to vent hit us up now it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club this is your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this Hey, this is Reese. Hey, Reese, get it off your chest, mama. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to say I'm loving the yo, Shala. That's my favorite part of the intro, the yo. So don't stop doing the yo's. And um, I just want to say good morning to you guys. And I hope everybody has a blessed day. I got you, queen. Good morning. I'm actually going to record the yo's, man. No, you're not. So Yeah, for real. So, you know, my contract says 605, so I'm going to start recording the yo's so that they can play on top of the hour. No. Got to do the yo's live. Like you was about to go a little bit out of breath this morning. No, that's like because you was out of breath no, no. So what happened? No, now what <laughs> happened was Envy pointed at something and it distracted me. I didn't know what the hell he was pointing at. I thought he was trying to tell me oh, something okay. and missing my yo's. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank okay, you, well, mama. Finish, make sure you finish it off with the long yo, because that's the best part. Yes, ma'am. All right, you guys have a good day. Love you guys. Love you back. I might have to start selling those for Christmas. Make, yo, yo, make yo. my own little Santa Claus. Instead of ho, 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 he said, yo, yo, yo. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Hello. Hello, this is Kiaida. Get it off your chest, mama. Um, I need to vent about Angela Yee canceling her show in Charlotte. It's rescheduled. That wasn't really because of me. We couldn't get out. They said the weather was nasty. Flights with the well, here. bad. I was there. No, here in New York. No, in New York. She had to come from uh, New York, mama. Okay. I'm sorry, but we are going to reschedule it. I am really, really sorry. I promise you. Like, we're actually working with the artists who are on the show to make sure the date works for everybody. But I will, you know, we'll make sure we do something really special. But I do apologize. All right. Thanks for your apology. Y'all have a good morning. You too. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I felt bad. (laughs) Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. Peace and blessings, y'all. How y'all feeling today? Hey, what's up, brother? How's everything? Uh, yeah, Envioni, remember my name today. I was going to say Sean. I was going to say Porter Potty Sean guy. Sean Stone. And I didn't want to say Sean. I was like, you know what? Let me just say what's up, brother. Good what morning, up, Sean Stone. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all feeling, man? Y'all what's good? happening? Bless. What's going on, brother? I'm blessed, man. I, I can't complain. Envy, uh, I see you was in Paris, man. Yeah, I was in. You uh, got baby number six? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I put in the work, but you, you never know. Yeah, I hear that. But um, I would like to invite y'all to my church, though, man. All three of y'all, man. What's going on at your church? Well, you know, Charlamagne, you say you were down to learn some new information about uh, the female image of God that's specified in the Bible. But my church is located in Ridgewood, New Jersey, so I know you guys live up in that area. 
You know what I mean? You and Envy. And I would love to you guys, man. Even Angela. Angela, my church is also in Manhattan, so it'd probably be easier for you to come. Yeah, Manhattan's easier for me for sure. Hey, by the way, Sean, I I I do believe into the I believe in the divine masculine and the divine feminine. See, I, I definitely believe in the divine feminine that exists within us all. Yeah, it, 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 it exists because look at Envy and his wife, right? They have children. It's the same thing in the spiritual world. You know what I mean? There's God the Father, and then we're the spiritual children. And then we need a heavenly mother that give us spiritual birth. You know what I mean? I mean, it just would, it, don't speak about this. It, it would just make sense because when you look at all living things, you should see God, right? Like God creates everything. So it's, I don't think it's no patriarchy when it comes to God. Well, you know what I mean? In the Bible, God, uh, Jesus Christ did say when we pray to God, we should call him father. So he gave us a masculine image to God. You know what I mean? But there's also a female image. I think it's, yeah, I believe in the sacred masculine. Sacred. I believe in the sacred masculine and the divine feminine. I definitely do. Well, thank you, brother, for checking in. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This MJ. What's up, MJ? Get it off your chest. You're not Michael Jordan. You're not Michael Jackson. No, I'm Mary Jane. Mary Jane. <laughs> okay, Mary Jane. Not Blige. But I was calling in because I'm so sick of these grown men crying and complaining about constructive criticism that Charlemagne gives. I be listening to the radio all the time, and it's like, if you can't handle constructive criticism, don't call in or don't give your opinion because it's clear that Charlemagne ain't gonna set up for nobody. So that is true. Y'all know this, so why y'all why y'all get mad that he ain't gonna set up? This a grown man. Y'all can't get mad that this man won't set up. That is true. So I'm just so sick of hearing these cry baby kitty cat men like y'all some kitties. Well, thank you, MJ. What's wrong with kitty cats? Thank you. Y'all have a great one. Hey, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, boo. How are you? I'm good, girl. Okay. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Q. What up? Hey, what up, Q? Get it off your chest. Y'all know I'm blessed, you guys. Um, DJ Envy, I listen to you a lot about flipping the box, getting houses and condos. And um, I finally bought me a condo last week. I move in Saturday. Woo. Oh, congratulations, man. But he bought it for you? Oh, no. Nah, nah, I bought his, his um, videos on Instagram. So I, I went out, got my condo. So I move in Saturday. Also, I went to Powerhouse this past weekend. You guys look great with a floor seat. So I went to the Honey German. So it was definitely a party on Saturday, yo. Oh, she upgraded honey. you? She upgraded you? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's dope. Went, so oh, really good. Cool. It was definitely dope, guys. Who'd you take uh, with you? Guys. My sister went because she wanted to meet Mills. She loved me, Mills. Okay, dope. Okay. Now, now, where'd you buy your condo at, bro? Uh, uh, Hillsboro. Okay, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Every morning I listen to you guys. These are envy. Awesome. Charlie, man, I love you. I love hey, you more, King. King. You're bomb, yo. Love you guys. All right, thank you, bro. Hello, who's this? Hey, yo, DJ Envy, Angela E. Show me the guy. What's up? It's Keith from Albany. Charlotte McGay. What's, what's happening, up, bro? Keith? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I got to get it off my chest, man. I'm 30 years old up here in the 518, and I just bagged me a 46-year-old. I don't know. She got my heart fluttering. <laughs> what y'all think I should do? <laughs> don't you let that old cougar turn you out. She teaching you all them new tricks and you don't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> it's too late in love. I'm, I'm telling you, but the only thing is, I'm tired of using the Jimmy cap, so y'all got to help me out. Boy, don't do that. Yeah. You're going to be wanting to marry that woman. He's saying he's tired of using a condom, ladies and gentlemen. I'm tired of using it, man. 30 years old, I'm a welder, no kids, good credit. Did you guys go and get tested? 
Oh yeah, I got I got tested around July. She, she, she 46. She good. You know what I'm saying? Just do the earwax test. Don't, don't tell me You know the earwax test. You dig in your ear, you put a little wax on your finger, and you put in her poom poom, and she jumps, that means she got something. So keep the condom on. Ah, good looking, y'all. Good looking. I just want to give a shout out to all of y'all. Have a blessed day. I love y'all. And look out for my podcast on SoundCloud, SoundCloud forward slash The Random Bull. Crew. No, I think uh, you should name. I, I think you should name your podcast Sprung. In love with a cougar. Oh, I'm just a little bit sprung, you know. I'm not <laughs> going to work. I'm you sound like you. Drop one of Clue's bombs for that 46 year old oh, woman turning this young boy out. And don't try that test, Charlamagne said. He playing. Don't you one try that test. One time for Stella. My goodness. All right. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rooms on the way? Yes, let's talk about Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. We'll tell you about a really nice gesture that they made for a student at the at this school. We'll tell you what was happening that they felt like they needed to donate. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <clears throat> Happy Monday. What's happening? Today I- is International Animation Day, and that is very fitting being that DJ MV has a whole cartoon on his head. I do not have a cartoon. Look, this is my hair for what? the last stop, time. Stop, man. Stop, stop, This is the stop, last stop, for the last stop. time. Come on, stop. This is my hair. Stop. For everybody that's mentioned, I do not have hair plugs. Stop. I did not do a surgery. Stop. This is my bro. hair. I'm just letting it grow. Just say you started your Halloween costume early, and you're going as LeBron. I year. didn't. I, I just le- I'm letting Stop, it grow. I bro. never let it grow before because I kept it low. I decided to let it grow. What the real oh, the real boy. thing is, when I went to my barber, my barber was like, "Yo, some other barbers have been messing your hair up. Let it grow so I can start lining it back up the right way." Let and I let it grow, bro. Yeah. So I let it grow. I mean, technically, it is your hair. If you bought it, it's yours. Oh, my I saw the material in Johnny's drawer. That's bro. Don't, don't tell. Drop that's on the not it. Bond for Johnny. Bro. That's not it. Because people gonna think it's I a hair plug. I saw the material in his drawer, and it was in a bag, and it said uh, "Envy" on it. All right. <laughs> you know, I'm not messing. Stop, man. I'm not Stop. messing with you, man. Please. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Dave Chappelle. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report It's the Rumor Report The Breakfast Club Well, congratulations to Dave Chappelle He's getting a comedy award And that is the Mark Twain Prize for Lifetime Achievement in Comedy And that is happening uh, at the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington. The ceremony will be broadcast January 7th on PBS. Usually, Twain recipients get honored by a series of testimonials, musical performances, and a surprise guest or two. This year, they've announced the guest list includes Trevor Noah, Jon Stewart, Tiffany Haddish, John Legend, Q-Tip, Bradley Cooper, and Morgan Freeman. So the Mark Twain Award isn't regulated to just comedians, right? Because I, I was like, I was trying well, to figure out. Com- that one's for comedy. Okay, because I was trying to figure out what's the correlation between Mark Twain and comics. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Mark Twain was funny. All right, and Flavor Flav, he is the father of, two, of a two-month-old baby. We told you about a woman uh, who was working for him, and she was saying that she was pregnant by him. Turns out that, yes, that is his baby. So he does have a two-month-old. He's 60 years old. I drop on the clues, bonds for Flavor Flav. I, I, too, hope my penis works at 58 years old. All right, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez just donated a year's worth of food to students at this school, at Jacksboro Elementary School. They donated food there in Tennessee. This all happened because on October 2nd, a a teacher at that school, Brooke Goins, wrote on Facebook, Today I cried at work, not because I hate my job or that it's just too hard. It really is. Today I cried for a child who so innocently talked about food and the lack of it. He asked when the lady that puts food in his backpack was coming. He told me he was out of it at home and needed more. Of course, I asked. 
asked what was in that bag that he liked so much. I asked if it was the SpaghettiOs. He laughed and told me, no, they didn't have those. Then it happened. He looked at me and said, those little O's. We don't have those at my house, but when I do have them, they give me a warm belly and help me sleep. She said, I lost it. I cried in front of 20 little people. No kids should be hungry ever. So Jennifer Lopez and Alice Rodriguez was moved by this. And she said, when we heard about the students and amazing teachers at Jacksboro Elementary in Tennessee, we knew we had to help. We heard teachers were helping students bring home food when they didn't have enough. When we saw this story, it brought tears, not just my eyes, but Alex's as well. So a beautiful thing. That's why they decided to donate. And salute to J-Lo and A-Rod for that. Mm-hmm. That food. They're actually part owners in a company called Tiller and Hatch. So they did, donated a year's worth of their yummy, healthy meals for the students and for the school's food pantry. All right. Now let's talk about Chance the Rapper. He was on Saturday Night Live over the weekend, and he had a great time because he was actually one of the main uh, people in the sketches on the show. Now, one of his sketches was him talking about Chicago being the second best city, so he talks about second best. Now, I love Chicago, the city that fathered me, called the second city, but that doesn't bother me. I gotta tell you, I think it's the reverse, because sometimes the second best is better than the first. Sometimes the second best is better than the first. Like, I don't like Google, I use Bing. I like french fries from Burger King. When it comes to Harry Potter, people give me grief, because I prefer Percy Jackson Lightning Thief. He's a damn fool. Bing is not better than Google, and Burger King French fries are not better than They're McDonald's trash. French yeah, fries. Absolutely. Well, that's why he said it's, that's why it's the second best song. He's talking about the second. <laughs> yeah, but best. he said second best is better than the first. That's just simply not true. I think it's a joke. Oh, <laughs> All right. I hope in so. addition you to can't that, just be spreading that kind of false information, Chance. What the hell is wrong with you? In addition, he also played Judge Barry, and that was really entertaining because he was dressed up as a judge. They did a great job making him look like that, and this whole judge did first impressions, so he would come to a verdict within ten seconds. Plaintiff Judith Baker says she is owed $325 after the defendant, her ex-boyfriend, 29-year-old LaDenzel Jenkins. Hold, hold on. Your name is LaDenzel. Oh, you definitely did a guilty. Thank you, Your Honor. What? But you, but you ain't even hear my story. Whatever it is, you did it, man. Look at how you came to court. Look, your highness, me and this woman ain't never even dated. Yes, we did. We have a son together. That is a lie. You can't get pregnant on the first time. Everybody know that. Guilty. Just pay the lady. So he goes through a whole lot of different cases, and they all take 10 seconds. I'm still insulted that Chance would say anything for the sake of a record, okay? Burger King fries never in the history of Trash. life have better than, been better than McDonald's fries. Like, people will sit in that drive-thru when them fries ain't cold at McDonald's when they say, okay, there'll be a few minutes for hot fries. You could be running late. And you're going right? to wait for them hot fries. And you're going to wait for them hot fries. Okay, wife can be in labor. You'll get there. All right? You can wait for them hot fries, goddammit, from McDonald's. All right, and The Office, even though it ended like six years ago, it's the most streamed show on Netflix still, and it's one of my favorite shows ever. And Steve Carell, who was the star of The Office, said he never really watches it. He was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and here's what he said. Do you ever watch uh, yourself? No. Never? Mm-mm. No. No. Did you when it was on? No. Why? We did. It's a pretty good show. <laughs> well, <clears throat> sometimes a cast would get together yeah. and we'd watch it together, and that was really fun. Yep. And, uh, but no, I tend not to do that. I don't know. Ever? Do you like watch your movies or anything like that? That's, no. You've never watched one of your movies? Oh, if I had been in Shawshank Redemption, I would watch that. <laughs> Yeah, so imagine that. You do all that great work, and then you don't even watch it. Well, he was actually promoting his Apple TV series, The Morning Show, that's coming out. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about these black jack-o'-lanterns that got pulled because of blackface complaints. 
Oh, my God. All right. We'll get into oh that next. Oh, my God. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. I'm just talking to our camera guy about his uh, dog, and he gets a, a, a box every month as a gift for his dog. It's called the, the, the Bark Box. The Bark Box. And he says his dog goes, ha, ha, every time the bark. I'm sorry. I just thought that was Word on the street funny. is our camera guy actually gets his dog's box, too. But that's allegedly. So <laughs> you know I'm not going to say dog. those things. He said it's a male dog. Okay, it's a little boy box. He said it was gay. So what? Let's get in some front page news. NFL. <laughs> Rams beat the Bengals. Saints beat the Cardinals. Colts beat the Broncos. Seahawks beat the Falcons. Eagles beat the Bills. Chargers beat the Bears. Uh, Jaguars beat the Jets. 49ers beat the Panthers. Patriots beat the Browns. Texas beat the Raiders. Packers beat the Chiefs. Come All on, right. you're missing the score. Come what on. What up, though? Yeah, salute to all the people in Detroit. Who did the Lions beat yesterday? I don't know. I don't even know the, Come the on, Lions Come on, man. Played. Stop playing. Don't do that to Detroit. All right, they beat the Giants 31-26. Drop on the clues bombs for the Lions beating the Giants 31-26. What's the Giants record now? I don't know. Like 1-12? I don't know. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm following my son's team who's uh, undefeated right now, so shout out to them. Well, salute to everybody in Detroit who listens to us on 97.9 WJLB, damn it. What else are you talking about, you? Thank you for well, being Well, let's New talk York about yesterday. Bed Bath & Beyond. They have pulled all of the black jack-o'-lanterns over complaints that it looks like blackface. Can we see a picture of it? I'm just curious how it looks. So if you have, let's see. If Revolt doesn't. Revolt has it. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the jack-o'-lanterns are black and they have white paint for the, for the nose, that feels the a mouth, crazy. the eyes. And within 48 hours, the law firm that had put them outside got enough complaints about the pumpkins that what? they took down their display. When and you now- say it, it doesn't make sense. But then when they, yeah. The only reason I'm insulted, yeah. the, only, the only reason I'm insulted is because we have an orange president. So I feel like they don't want the tr- the pumpkins to look like Donald Trump. So they pr- they purposely came out with black pumpkins. Yeah, that's what I think. Look a little crazy. I ain't go front. I don't think it's worth it, though. <laughs> Not enough to pull them. And since we're talking about Halloween, let's talk about this haunted house, right? If you go to this haunted tour in Tennessee, you have to sign a 40-page waiver. So that experience, if nope. you go there, it lasts up to 10 hours. You have nope. to clear a background check, pass a doctor's physical and mental exams, sign that waiver. It's called the McKamey Manor Experience, and it goes from Summertown, Tennessee to Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> what do you got to do? Contestants have to be at least 21. If you're 18, you can go with parental permission. You have to be insured, and you have to pass a drug test. So they've also offered $20,000 to anybody who completes the tour, but no one ever has. What do you mean? No one's ever completed what? this tour. Do they die? What do you mean? Or did they no, tap they out? they don't die. So what do you mean they, they can't complete it? They just haven't finished it. They have to uh, not quit. He's, he said he records each physically demanding and psychologically disturbing tour on video, and then he posts them online, and it shows some of the participants quitting in humiliation. I, I never understand why people pay, uh, pay, pay, pay people to scare them. Like, why do you pay for horror movies? Why would you pay for a haunted house? Why would you sign a waiver? Why would you sign something to go purposely yeah. get anxiety? Yeah, but I, I don't like, understand. Why? Why, why wouldn't you be able to finish? Like, what, what would make you tap well, out? People know it's not real. Like, what are they making you do? One person, Chris Smith, who's from Michigan and volunteers as a uh, volunteer, has also told USA Today that he was first introduced as a contestant and he didn't make it past signing the waiver because of the things you have to do. You want to know what's in there? Yes, please. He said, I read it and I quit. He said, I got to the last page and turned around and went home. You have to pull out your own teeth. 
There's a chance of getting a tattoo, a chance of your fingernails getting pulled out. It's really overwhelming. There's yeah. a chance of death. Accidents do happen. So it is real. Yeah. So, so I don't envy. I don't know what you mean when you say people know it's not real. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was just scary. Like, boo. Ha. Ah, scared. Ah. I'm you like, get buried alive in a wooden coffin. Like, who would go on something where they'd be like, you got to pull out your own teeth? And, and then there's a round of hypnosis. He said that gave him a complete panic attack. No. And even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't real, you know, um, you still do it. Like, your hair's not real, but you still brush it, right? This is my hair. This is my real hair. I'm going to have you pull it again. This is my hair. This is not a hair plug. This is not the did LeBron, you see LeBron James. This is toupee, real. like, get crooked the other day, and I he did. had to fix it? And he had to fix it. You know that's going to happen to that's you. That's not mine. It's the hair. Look. It's bro, hair. Bro, Look. I, stop. I want you to tell it. You got to stop, pull bro. It. Pull it. Nobody believe you. That's it's my real hair. It my looks like a, it, it does look like a hair transplant. So <laughs> yes. it does. Nobody believes you. If it was you. a transplant, it would be in the back. Bro, you see you a line 42 in the back. years old. Where's the line in the back? We've been working together nine years. Do you have hair in your, you hair in your arms? Yes. Or not anymore? You, you, look at, you look as stupid as me if I was to come in here with that. You After can't not, grow hair. I can. I can grow hair. No, you can't. Yes, I can. It's just that my, my hairline's in the middle of my forehead. Well, that's not my fault. Okay, I look like RoboCop without his mask on. That's that's the difference between me and you. I'm going right. to let my curls grow. Well, that is your front page curls. news. I have curls. I just don't know. Just keep taking this Dominican thing way too far, bro. <laughs> you should dye like, your hair. My God. Like watch, you, like since watch. the Yankees are, you want to be the only Dominican in New York winning, huh? Uh, you see, right, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let it grow. I'm gonna keep letting it grow. The more y'all talk, I was gonna cut it, but I'm like, I'm not gonna let, make them force me. Why cut would my you hair. go through all that and then cut it? I told you, I just did it. My barber said he just wanted to let my hair grow so he could line me up right. My nigga, nobody believed. Before you told me that your son made a bet with you, and me. then my son was this like, guy, Dad, you your just, hair can't grow. I said, making yes, up it stuff can. As you go along. Those are the two reasons Bro, why. Oh, so okay, because last time you said I had a bet with Logan, and he said I couldn't grow hair. Now you're saying I want to wear a toupee. It's fine. It's not a toupee. It's okay, bro. You know what? It's okay to you know wear a toupee. So there's two reasons now. Yes. Just don't I, try to convince started. us Because this is the first time I heard this about the barber. It started because my barber needed to line it up That's right. not what you That's said. You said it started because of Logan. No, then my son was like, oh, your hair can grow. I'm like, yeah, it can grow. And I said, I bet you it can grow. And it's been letting it grow. Next week, it'll be something else. Next week, is, me. you know, I, t I gave my life to God ever since I heard Kanye's album. <laughs> so I'm decided to let my hair grow out. You know what? Forget you. Gotta stop, bro. When we come back, man, Amanda Seals will be joining us. We'll kick it with Amanda Seals. She has a new book out. She's been Small in the news doses. the last couple of weeks about a lot of stuff. So we're gonna talk to her about all that when we come back. All right. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Powerhouse 2019, New York City was crazy. Everybody killed it. Megan Thee Stallion set it off. She was uh, she opened up the show. It was um, it was a lot of people there when she opened. I thought it was gonna be empty, but she actually killed it and, and brought a lot of people out. Uh, Polo G, he killed it. Uh, Lil Baby, the Baby, Davi Doe, and then Meek Mill. Now, Meek killed the stage. The funny thing about Meek performances, though, right before he was about to get on, his DJ announces him to come on out, and they can't find him. They got to run backstage to his dressing room, and they found Meek playing Call of Duty in his dressing room. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Uh, you got a show to do. Yeah, but that's why you got people to come get you. They, they, somebody should have had him on point, and the handlers at Powerhouse should have been like, look, Meek has 10, 15 minutes. They should have had Meek in position. Well, he was so caught up in that new Call of Duty game, Modern Warfare, that he actually almost didn't even make it to the stage. Yeah, but they did get him up. I don't know if he won. I wonder if he won that game, because sometimes you playing... And you just gotta win, and you had a you had a good level, and you just don't want to lose. My son does it to me all the time. Like, yo, we gotta go, Dad. Can I finish this? Give me sixty more seconds. No, we gotta go, and that might have happened with me. People actually win those games. Yes, 
Oh, I didn't know. I just thought they they play, 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 play. I didn't know no, it was an ending. I mean, you kill the last person, you win that game. Oh, all right. That's how it works. Well, Meek finally got on stage. If you want to see the full video, you can check it out on the Breakfast Club IG page, all right? Now, have you heard about modern warfare? Of course you have. It's a phenomenon. Everyone is loving it. The game has taken Call of Duty to a new level. Using some of the latest technologies in visual engineering, Modern Warfare's graphics are intense. The gameplay is unbelievable. My son loves it. It's already been awarded Best Online Multiplayer by Game Critics Best of E3 2019. Again, if you want to see the Meek Mill backstage, him playing Call of Duty, we having to get his ass to the stage, you can just look at our Breakfast Club IG page. We've been on a tragedy for months. Trying to hear all your problems so I can lighten the load. No, you're not fighting alone because I'm protecting you from it. So chill. Life hard and ex-lovers is like scars because they stop hurting but never forgetting what it was. I wasn't young and my biggest enemy was the club with voicemails on third rings. We've been on a tragedy so I don't trust. Why can't you agree with me for once? Slow up. Maybe we can be on chill tonight. Maybe I can give you chills too. We've been on a tragedy. Why can't you agree with me for once? Yeah. Maybe we can be on chill tonight. Maybe I can be Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. You oh, might have uh, heard her name uh, in the last couple of uh, months and Jesus. weeks all over the news. Now we not Jesus. starting there. We're not doing that. She has a new book. I was talking about because of her book. I'm trying to start with the book. <laughs> I was talking okay. about the book. Her well, name is all... out there because of the book. <laughs> oh. Okay, just making sure. Small Doses, which is out right now. Yes. Amanda Seals. Good morning. You know they already like, ah, she back on the show again. Uh, they always got her up there because uh, I'm always doing, always doing something. Exactly. ba 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 well, Amanda has a new book out right now called Small Doses. That's right. Now, I, I know the title of your podcast is Small Doses. Let wow. me just say something. Yes. I don't want this to be an easy interview. Oh, you think this is going to be easy? I'm just telling you, I don't want it to be. Okay. Because has it, has it been easy? Um, well, because you love me. Yes. Like, yes. Y'all, like, so I think sometimes people are like, oh, they go easy on her because they family or whatever. No. Okay, so let's I talk- got on a onesie. I'm ready for war. You got a onesie? That's your fighting outfit? Yeah. <laughs> onesie? You know, all I need is my Hattori Hanzo sword. All right. But, <laughs> however, you know, I think that there are things that may need to be addressed. Got you. And I'm ready to address whatever. So we'll get to that. But first, Small Doses. My book is so exciting. Why is why do you name Small Doses? Why the podcast name Small Doses? Why the book? Because it don't seem like you do anything small. Well, because I'm I'm a truth teller, and the truth hurts, and so a lot of times we need it in small doses. Got you. And so, you know, I try to, throughout the book, give it to you in different sizes. So there's essays, there's stories, there's blurbs, there's lists, there's poems, but at the end of the day, it's basically a life guide for anybody who's 
socially conscious and aware and trying to get there. If they ain't there already trying to get there, and I do that through humor. Right. And through common sense. Now we also every time you come up here, you always talk about people that don't like you, or they always say it has something negative to say. Why? Why do you think that is? I think some people don't like me for the reasons that they don't like themselves. I think some people don't like me because of how I've approached certain situations with them personally. I think some people don't like me because of information or you know gossip that they've heard from other sources. Mm -hmm. I think some people don't like me because. I'm very light-skinned and they feel I have no place to speak about the black woman experience or about the black experience or to the black experience. I think some people don't like me because I'm a woman with a very strong point of view and an opinion. Mm -hmm. And what they consider to be someone being stubborn is really someone who's just sure of herself. I think some people don't like me because I may reflect something that they desire mm -hmm. that they have yet to like make happen. I think that there's a number of reasons that People don't like me. And what's crazy is that it was a really long, like when I, like what I've experienced recently with this internet shit, like it could take you out. Like if I was somebody with a different set of people around me, or if maybe my chemical mind was different, like my, the, the way that my chemical balance in my brain was different, like I may not have made it out of that. Social media is bad for your mental health. It'll mm -hmm. definitely drive you to that brink at well, times. 1000%. And because it's like, it f***s with your perception of reality. Yes. You know, and like, it can be really trippy when an entire swarm of energy, you know, when you at church and they be like, okay, let's all pray for, for Sister Seals, you know, right. and send our energy towards <laughs> her. You know, what that, what, cause what that really is, is like, let's all as a group yeah. send energy in a direction towards somebody for healing, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a power, for, there's a power in energy. So when they, when you go viral in the wrong way on these internets, it's like the adverse of that. It's literally like, let's all send toxicity towards this person in the same direction. And it's very, very easy for people to say things like, why do you care? Or for people to say things like, I mean, you famous, what'd you expect? And it's like, well, one, I'm not a sociopath, mm -hmm. so. You feel. <laughs> I feel. You're probably an empath, because you're a cancer. I am a true empath, so, I, and even if I want to, like, protect myself from those things, I still have a consciousness and a self-awareness about like, well, let me make sure that I'm not doing the things that mm -hmm. these people are saying. Like maybe, let me make, let me do a self-check. But it gets so overwhelming and people take so much joy mm -hmm. in um, in pulling that trigger. It's, it's, it's like, it becomes frightening to you that like, why, why would people want you to hurt so bad? Well, a lot of that is because of what you said earlier. It's because of uh, what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You got HBO stand-up specials and you on Insecure and Small Funny and Black is selling out and you got books. I don't think that way. And that's so frightening to me that we think that way, that like someone's doing too much. That's, a, that's always been mm -hmm. the issue with Amanda. She's just too much. But do you think, She's, you think people don't understand your grind? Never seen your grind? Don't they, understand what you've been through? 1,000%. You know, I have worked my ass off, mm -hmm. so I don't know. And and I think that for people to say they don't understand my grind, it's like, well, it's out there. You know, like, mm -hmm. if anything, it's documented. Like, I've been at this for a long time. But I think, you know, a lot of that stuff I can shake off, but when it's coming out all at once, like, you have to somehow figure out how to compartmentalize it, and it can feel indomitable. Like, it really can feel like you just can't get past it. And I was low. I almost let these motherfuckers make me forget who I am. Because we live in a in an era where I'm really I'm really frightened in general for 
the fact that I think a lot of, especially within the black community, I think a lot of us can't tell the difference between our villains and our warriors. Mm. There's just a wild obsession with creating conflict versus quelling it. Yes. And it's it's like, I had such an awakening in these past two weeks because I, I couldn't believe how people took something that was so basic to me, which is like, don't put each other in wild situations for no reason other than our own personal reasons. Like, we got to think bigger. We got to think brighter. We got to think broader. And it turned into like, because she's a bitch. And it's like, where y'all even getting this from? Like, I'm a bitch because I say something that makes you uncomfortable. Like, I didn't eat a baby. I didn't fuck your man. I didn't on your mother. Like, I don't, I don't. This is really eating babies? I'm just saying. I've been hearing that term so much. I'm like, because, because that's like, <laughs> <laughs> because that's all, but I just like, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know how being unabashedly smart has become such a villainous thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how being unabashedly like on point with how I want my 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 brand, how I want my work, how I want my quality control to be, how I want my space and my the men in my life to behave around me, how I want my friends to be. I don't know when that became like fuck her. You know, like mm -hmm. anybody who has some to say about me, I'm like if you was in the situation I was in when, when this person was talking, how they're talking, you would have done the same thing that I said. You would have probably said the same to that person that I said. And I just think that it, I'm getting emotional. But the point of the matter is this. A lot of people misnomer anger. And a lot of misnomer, a lot of people misnomer passion as anger. And I have a shirt, like I have a whole thing that says like, I'm not hostile, I'm just passionate. Mm -hmm. And I think so many black women, we identify with this, but then we'll point the finger at each other. And that hurts me. Mm -hmm. And I think so many black men like are misnomered as thugs, you know, for for being able to express themselves or, you know, being able to, ha you're so articulate, you know, and it's like, oh my God. And it's like, when we acknowledge, when we see that in other women, sometimes it's like, we're not supposed to do that. All right, we got more with Amanda Seals when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Amanda Seals. Charlemagne? Have you ever have you ever looked at, because, you know, this, this narrative about Amanda Seals has been around for a long time. Yeah. Amanda Seals got a bad attitude. Yeah. Amanda Seals is difficult to work with. Mm -hmm. Amanda Seals is just a terrible person. Have you ever stepped step, step back and said, okay, what did I do in this situation yes. that made people feel that way? I do that all the time. I think if we look at like the 100% of that, there's probably about 5% of those situations where like, yeah, I owe you an apology. Mm -hmm. um, I think for the rest of the folks, and this is not, I'm, and I, it's not even, it's, this is not conceit or cockiness. This is somebody who has really sat here and looked at this. I think really like one, people do not like to be corrected, mm -hmm. even if they're working for you. <laughs> even if they're working for you and they're doing things like they don't like to be corrected. They don't like to be corrected by women. That's a fact. And there's a thing where if you're the talent, like, people don't want to hear it from you. Mm -hmm. Like, even if your manager or your publicist or your agent says the exact same thing as you, it's like, yeah, but you're not allowed to say it because that's not the rules. And everybody knows, like, I don't play by the rules. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the type of person I am to create the art that I do, I would never be a rule follower. Like, the two things don't happen in the same space. So, in terms of, like, am I a terrible person? That's absolutely ridiculous and absurd. Like, sometimes it, it's just that the internet will trick you into thinking that the work you're doing isn't good enough. Right. Yeah, it's not. Like, the work is not working. The work is not working. Yeah, and like, you're you don't like, know yourself. Yes. And I said this on Big Boy. Like, yo, if you're not careful, you will let the people that know the least about you convince you that you don't know you. Absolutely. Goddamn lootly. 
<laughs> and that is a mind. That like, is a mind. It's a mind. Like it's scary that people could take you there. But this passion and this intensity that allows me to like create incredible work, that allows me to write a whole book, right. you know, that allows me to continuously like put content out and have opinions on things from a fact-based place, et cetera. Like that intensity doesn't just go away when people try to play me. So, so let, let's go to the, the the Black Amy party. In a nutshell, I was invited by somebody who was involved with the party, mm -hmm. and so I went to the party with the intention of being a part of this Black experience. Mm -hmm. I was telling people to go there. I was literally at other parties like, y'all, we, we need to get out of here and go celebrate our blackness. We need to go celebrate our blackness. Mm -hmm. I literally was saying to myself, like, even if you think something could go left, like, this is bigger than that. Even then, though the person, the, one of the promoters you knew did not like you. I think there's a, ta a, a, a time and place for things, mm -hmm. right? So, like, if it was a personal party, like a birthday party or something, I absolutely would not put myself in that space. Mm -hmm. But because I was invited to the party mm -hmm. by somebody who was also involved in planning the party, I thought there to be an understanding that this is an open space mm -hmm. for open love. So I didn't go there thinking like, okay, let me bob and weave. I went there like, you know, I'm not going to party with that person anyway. Correct. So I just went there with those intentions. Um, I just met, I met some friction at the door and I was confused as to why I was being denied entry and so were a number of people. Like, but why? But why? But why? Because I'm not some I'm not somebody who's like on the fringe. Like at this point, especially within the black entertainment space, like I think people have acknowledged I have like significant contributions to this space. And so why wouldn't I be allowed to enjoy the other folks that have significant contributions and share with them? What about all the people that seen you outside and were walking in and out? Nobody said, you know what, I'm gonna hold my girl down, what the f is going on? Well, that was interesting. That was a that was a painful lesson. Um there were people, but there were others who didn't, and I will remember that forever, because I'm a cancer. Um, but, <laughs> but no, there were absolutely individuals. I mean, I got in the party because someone who was involved with the party was like, why are you out here? Come inside. Mm -hmm. And brought me in the party. So that's when I see, when I see shit, like, she snuck in the party. I'm like, so y'all spent, like, weeks making jokes about some shit that didn't happen. So you, you bum-rushed the door. I, I don't even know how to bum rush. Nah, you know how to bum rush. You've lived in New York. I could bum rush if I had 12 waxes behind oh, okay. me. Okay? <laughs> I walked up with one person and my homegirl in real estate. That's not a bum rush, okay? Like, no, you go, if you bum rushing, you come in with a squad. You come in like Onyx, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's last days out here. No, I didn't bum rush. I literally walked up to the rope and then was let in. And then was told, no, you got to get out. So I was let in. And then told you got to get out. So where's the person that walked you in at that time? So then somebody came out and walked me in. So we walked in and we we walked in and I went and stood by the bar. Because at this point I'm like, okay, glad that's over. Mm -hmm. Went and stood by the bar and that's when a security guard approached me. And was like, I'm sorry, miss, we have to ask you to leave. And I was like, ask me to leave? What are we talking about? And he was like, yeah. And I said, find out who wants me to leave. So he found out who wanted me to leave and he let me know. And then three other security guards approached. And I think that it's real easy to like read a blog story and where people like purposely, you know, leave out details because it's it's juicier or whatever. But and people think like, oh, it's a party. Like, why is she so stressed about a party? I'm stressed because I'm a black woman and four men surrounded me to remove me from somewhere that I belonged. Right. That's why I'm stressed. I'm stressed because I didn't even have a there with me to hold me down in that situation. I'm stressed because I know that another 
woman has put me in this situation and that stresses me out for a number of reasons because I'm also stressed out for her because I'm like, damn, what what are you dealing with that would cause you so much pain to put me in this so much pain? So I'm there. So many of us have been in those situations so many times where we're helpless, where we can't, we don't have any any way to fight and so you end up just feeling like worthless and humiliated. You see people around you watching you in this situation, people who you would have helped in a second do nothing and you feel like what is this like this is what i've this is what i've worked and grinded like my whole sh to get to to get to be in these spaces and these safe spaces and enjoy and celebrate mm -hmm. and then so to be on like that is a very multi-layered experience it's and a black thing you're supposed to feel safe around your people if you don't feel period. safe around your people where do you feel safe if i'm outside and i see somebody that i f with or i work with outside and they having a problem well, we that all was have a, a problem. And that, so and that's this why is I the thing. They, so this is another thing. Like people make conflict where there isn't. I never at any point said that my co-stars saw me mm. and decided not to help me. I never said that. Yeah, they said it was a whole. And they had a whole table. They did have a table, but that doesn't mean they saw me. It's yeah, a club. Yeah, right. The table could be back around the corner that and behind was the DJ that's why booth. I asked. You know, I, I couldn't because see you outside or Charlemagne or never, you outside. Never. You wouldn't. Nah, you like, literally. You've literally done that. Well, in you know, real I stopped the music in the club. No, nobody's partying until my people get in. There's a bunch of shit I've never done that I get taken L's for all the time. I've never, I never said that. You know, I've, I've never, I've had people do entire videos about like Amanda Seals thinks she's better than black Americans because she's from the Caribbean. I have never said anything even remotely resembling that. Also, I'm black American. My father is a from Boston. My, you know, like the descendant of slaves from Arkansas. What are we talking about? You'll learn that in small doses. There you go. You're basically tired of being misunderstood. I'm so Absolutely. tired That's of it. That's all it is. Because it's because it's it's willful. It's willful, and I'm tired of it. And I'm on here just being honest with you and vulnerable. And I know they're still gonna be like, "She a crybaby, y'all," because <laughs> at the end of the day, like everybody is so afraid to be real. And I keep mm -hmm. it a buck all the goddamn time. And a lot of the people that y'all love ain't even shown you real. But I need to just say, like, there's a lot of narratives about me that have been spread this year and it's been wild because in the same time in the beginning of the year you asked me like yo like how excited are you that this is actually happening with your special how happy are you and I cried and when I cried I cried not just because I was relieved that I was finally getting to do this but also because I knew that with the fame was about to come a whole bunch of that I don't it's only gonna like. get worse and it's only gonna Definitely get worse. worse new levels new devils it's only gonna get worse even now after this book comes out oh 1000 percent. you hit the new york times bestseller it's only gonna get worse like that's gonna happen i know but people but when you're dealing with the transition into that in front of people yes yeah there's no rule book to it there's no manual that tells us how to handle this <laughs> you know like especially in this era i do want to ask one thing mm -hmm. You, you, I know people will watch this and they'll be like, okay, Amanda said, you know, these are the reasons, but what do you think you did to that young lady for her to feel that way towards you? I have no idea. Really? I have no idea. All right, we got more with Amanda Seals. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Amanda Seals. She's here. Charlemagne? So do you have any regrets, Seals? Like, one of my biggest regrets is I should have hit Chrisette Michelle directly. I shouldn't have hit her in the internet. I shouldn't have acknowledged that on the internet. So you, I know called, you know her? I know her enough to call her in and not call her out. Got yes. you, got you, got you, got you. So that's a regret I have. I should have done that. What other regrets does Amanda Seals have? When, tell me sometimes Amanda Seals knows she has gotten in her own way. Because that's another thing they say about Amanda Seals. Amanda's always getting in her own way. Yeah, but no one tells you how. Yes, mm -hmm. or what you're doing. What, what does that look no like? No one can ever what tell you in how. Your way look, oh, in Even your when they say I'm like. difficult, I'm like, what does that mean? They say she doesn't listen. And I'm like, okay, so let's... So I have to listen to everybody... 
all the time in order to be considered not difficult? I guess that's what they're saying. But that's not true. Because a lot of advice is good advice. Mm -hmm. And I listen to that. You've both given me good advice and the advice. Mm -hmm. Both of you. Absolutely. And, and, you've to and you've told us both when we're giving good advice. <laughs> and, we're giving good advice. <laughs> and by the way, when I give you good advice, I'll be like, yes. <laughs> <She> listen. <laughs> like... You know, and you both asked me for advice, and I feel like I've been on the I've been on the nose sometimes, off the nose sometimes. And you one of the reasons I started going to therapy. Thank you. Because you literally told me this was a couple few years ago. She, you was like, black men do not want to acknowledge that they're damaged. They don't want to acknowledge their trauma, and they don't want to do the work to fix it. And I was like, well, I'm gonna prove Amanda wrong. <laughs> that means a lot to me that you even wanted to prove me wrong. <laughs> I think that black men get mad at me for saying stuff like that because they think it's a challenge. They think it, they think it's a an accusation of finger bl blaming, pointing finger thing. And really what it is, is a plea. Because it's like, we want y'all to be healthy and happy and winning so bad because so many of us want to be with you so bad. And in order for that to happen, we need you to be healthy and we need you to be clear and we need you to have self-knowledge and self-love. How can I expect you to love me if you don't love yourself? Like, That's real. Basic. And I just, I just don't, I mean, one of the most hurtful things to me is this narrative that I hate black men. It's so wild. And it's, and, and that it's based on like me calling out a brother that all of a sudden means I hate black men. It's like, I also love black women and I also love our community. And I would much rather us call us out than wait for the others to call us out. We shouldn't have had to wait for R. Kelly to be prosecuted by some other means. We should have just handled that internally, you know? And I think that's something that I really feel strongly about. Like, I think I've gotten in my own way by being more honest than I needed to be in certain situations. Like, yes. being being more vocal than I needed to be in certain situations. It's because of ease, though. We got the microphones. We got the platforms. Like, we, yes. we think people want to hear from us. We really do. <laughs> and, and that's, and, you know, and sometimes it's like, but no, I think that I've gotten in my own way by also having a naive perception of the room and thinking I'm in a safer space than I really am mm. and just kind of like being more open than I needed to, than I should have been. Like, I don't think I'm as strategic as I should be. And I, I think that's really the crux. When people say she's getting in her own way, it's like a man that thinks is sweet and it's not. <laughs> and that's how I end up getting in my own way. A lot of times it's like, I'm not operating like it's not even chess or checkers. Mm -hmm. I'm just like romping through a field of creativity. Mm -hmm. The last time you was you was here and uh, you had your man with you. What what did he say about it? What, was he supportive when, when all the stuff was going on? He shot the club up. <laughs> As he should. <laughs> As he should. He was great. Okay. That's the most important thing. Man, that's all he gets. He was like, he, he he's, he's watching this. Like, oh shit! My boy. He's like, he was great. Damn, babe. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I like what you said. But the, the, the gist of this conversation to me is black people, we have to find a way to continue to be real with each other, teach each other, empower each other, but not hurt each other just yes. because we disagree with each but other. But it's hard. But like even even when you criticized um, Life Jennings and his song, right? Mm -hmm. He was really upset and he felt like, yo, they're trying to play me. But, I'm, but, but when he came up, he was like, that's her opinion. That's his opinion. That's people's opinion. He feels like because he's an R&B artist and he has history in the song. game, he feels like you song. shouldn't be able to talk about him. That's incorrect. Because he's an artist and he has so much skin in the game, I think it's fair for us to have a certain level of expectation for his awareness of what his art does and how it can reach people. And this is a song that, if it's about S&M, it was misleading because the references were not S&M references. They were slave references. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. 
I just and honestly, I told him it's not even about the content to me. There's I just that. didn't like it. And then, and then song. I also just feel like he's a better songwriter than yes, that. Yes, it's not a good I song. I think he, right? you know, it's and I think that at the end of the day too, never forget I'm a comedian, mm-hmm. and it was funny, hilarious. The, the, I didn't know what it was like when you put it. He didn't know what it was like. He was doing things in that song that were funny. Hop like a frog. Shumbaka ding ding. Like <laughs> that's funny, dog. Like that. Like we gonna act like that's not funny. Hilarious. That's hilarious. He said it was bars. Bikichipikichiking like <laughs> Donkey Donkey Kong. Like that's funny, dog. Like you. I wasn't, I was, I wasn't, he said it was bars. I thought it was hilarious. I thought Amanda's reaction video was hilarious. I posted Amanda's reaction video. I had no idea whose song that was. But even <laughs> when I found out, I'm like, damn, I said, let me, I'm like, damn, but, like, you better than that. But like, he, but he gets to be, I mean, listen, if you're an artist, you're sensitive about your shit, so I understand absolutely. why he would be hurt about absolutely. that. And there's a difference between people being critical of your art and being critical of your character, you know, because if they're judging your art based on, like, I'm not, I didn't judge him as an artist. I judged a song, mm-hmm. right? It's a song. Like, if you don't like my book, you don't like my book. That doesn't mean you have to not like me. Maybe I just didn't hit it for you this go-round. Well, we love you, Amanda. Amanda, and we, told you, that. we love you. Rega- Can we talk about the book before I go? Yes. That's what <laughs> we got. My bad. I just was like, it. you know. Well, we have been talking about it because at the end of the day, like, the book is my hilarious and real and direct um, version of life advice for anybody that really just wants to level up. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, will this clear up misconceptions about Amanda Seals? Everything we've talked about for the past 40 minutes, do you think reading this book will make people have a better understanding of who Amanda Seals is? If they desire to, yes. If they desire Some to. people are, are like committed to misunderstanding. Committed to misunderstanding you. But I absolutely feel like anybody can read this book and get a better idea of my brain and, and my, my heart and my soul. And at the same time, and most importantly, a better understanding of their own brain and their own heart and their own soul and doing it through laughter. All right. And it's, 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 it's going to change people's perception. I know it is. Books always do. When people actually take the time <laughs> to read books about people, I'm powerful. telling you, I get that all the time. People be like, y'all really thought you was a piece of shit until I read your books and then I've been watching the work you've just been doing on yourself. And it's I believe like, that because they come in my DMs and say, I really thought Charlemagne was a piece of shit and then I yes. read his books. <laughs> I'm like, there's art in here. I did all the art in the book. Um, what don't you do? I don't lie. I don't lie. Small doses. It's the breakfast Amanda club. Seals. It's Amanda Seals. Go get it. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. So it looks like Kanye's Jesus is King album will be number one. He's going to sell between 225 and 275 in the first week. He did have a lot of merch bundles too. I don't know if you guys took a look at the merch that he has for sale as well. Mm-mm. He has nine out of the top ten spots on Spotify with songs from that album. So congratulations to him. I mean, it's a solid album. The worst part of Kanye's Jesus is King album is actually Kanye. Like, the production is great, the music is great, the guest appearances are great, but Kanye himself sucks on a lot of records. Well, I haven't listened to it. Did you listen, Envy? I heard it. I, I didn't necessarily love it. I thought it was cool. He just doesn't sound right on a lot of records. Cool. Like, like for example, on uh, "Use This Gospel" with the clips and Kenny G. I'm sure you listened to that. Yep. Yeah, you know, like he should have he should have had someone else sing that hook. Or like on "Everything We Need" with Ty Dolla Sign and Ann Clemens. Somebody else should be on that record. Like, yeah, he should have opened this project up to other hip hop artists and let them talk about their spirituality and God. Well, he had his IMAX movie "Jesus Is King" as well, and that made more than one million dollars globally at the box office. It's a 35 minute film. And in addition to that, he did another interview, this time with Big Boy. You know, he did an interview with Zane Lowe last week. Well, this interview with Big Boy just came out also. And amongst the things he talks about is being canceled. 
We don't make Kobe's legacy be about one torn ligament, and my legacy ain't about, oh, he got mental health. That just come with the level of sport I'm playing at. What you talking about? People's trying to sun me left and right. Strategize. I've been canceled. Right. I've been canceled before they had cancel culture. I was canceled before they had the term. Do you care about any of that? I do. I care about everything. Mm -hmm. Kanye's legacy is not about him having mental health. Where do you get that from? Like, people think about him in that MAGA hat sucking Trump off in the Oval Office like Lewinsky did Clinton in the 90s. Like, that's that's more of his legacy than... Everybody else talks about racism. Nobody heard that. Why you bleep me? You can't say that's Man, stop sucking Kanye off. Why you bleep me? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Dump the game. Why y'all keep dumping me? See, that's why I'm leaving. All you got, right. You got one more time, and then you can't dump no more. Here is uh, racism. <laughs> when I was sitting in front of white people and they thought, I, I wouldn't thought you would like Trump because of the racism. So you mean to tell me I make every decision based off my color. The most racist <laughs> thing a person could tell me is that I'm supposed to choose something based on my race. If that was the case, I wouldn't have never wore a pink polo. I wouldn't have never wear skinny jeans. Everywhere I go, people pants smaller than mine. And I'm the one, uh, you eat fish sticks, because I have skinny jeans on. I'm so confused. It's not about the color of your skin. It's about the fact that we don't want a racist president doing racist things to our people. What fish sticks got to do with any of this? I don't know. I don't know. All right. What am I missing? <laughs> what do fish well, sticks have to do with In addition with to that, he says that he is not apologizing for anything. Me being taken to my lowest, being called a coon by my own people. The guy that said George Bush don't care about black people is a coon because... I didn't say I'm going to vote on Hillary Clinton. Another thing is like this idea of like apologizing. We'll apologize for saying George Bush don't care. Apologize for running on stage with Ted Swift. Apologize for wearing the wrong color. I ain't apologizing nothing. Y'all dealing with grandpa now. You think I'm finna listen to somebody online tell me who I'm supposed to apologize for? Uh, let the record show people oh, with boy. people with uh, narcissistic personality disorder rarely, if ever, apologize. And Daniel, our producer, just texted me and said, Fish Sticks is the South Park episode when they made fun of Kanye for being gay. I don't know uh -huh. what's going on here. Oh, and I love South Park. Okay. And, 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 and what I said that got bleeped was, uh, I just want I said, <laughs> Kanye's legacy is not about him having mental health. Mental health. Elf. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, it's more, like, I, people right now think about Kanye in that MAGA hat uh, performing fellatio. There you go. You can say that. On Trump in the Oval Office. There you go. That's better than what More you said More so than they do the mental health thing. Remember when he was in the red hat and he was hugging them and all of that? that was, you know what yes. I mean? Well, yeah. Kanye also says that now, moving forward, he won't be performing his old music because, you know, now he's only doing gospel music. We could play that beat. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just adjusting. Even when I do Jesus Walks, I say, I say, we ain't trying to turn atheists into believers. Now I say, we are turning atheists into believers. And it'd be all offbeat and everything. I'd be like, yep. There you go. All right. So mm. you can hear that whole thing, obviously. Shout out to Big Boy. I listen, I, I, the, the album could the album is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the worst part yeah. of the album is actually Kanye West. Would you listen to it again? Uh, I really like um, Follow. I think it's Follow God. Follow, Follow God. God is really, really dope. The production is amazing. That's on what I'm that saying. Album. The production is that great. One with it's, that beat coming, boom, boom. It's Kanye. Boom, boom. Kanye oh. sucks on a lot of records. Like he should have opened it up to other hip hop artists and let them rap. He should have had other singers singing a lot of the hooks that he did. Like he should have. He should have really EP'd this album as opposed to being on it. Yeah, I don't know if I'll listen to it again. It, it was. It was a good one time <laughs> listen. I, I don't think I'll go back to it. But All it right. was cool. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne. Yes. We're giving that donkey, too. Listen, for after the hour, we will talk about why some people can be 
uh, daddies, but not everybody can be a father. Let's talk about it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey of the day. Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitch. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Monday, October 28th goes to a Brazilian man named Mateus Henrique Leroy Alves. He's 37 years old, and he is the daddy, the sperm donor of a young two-year-old who suffers from a degener- de- degenerative disease that causes muscle weakness called, I'm going to mess this up, spinal muscular atrophy? I think I did land that. I don't know. It sounds good to me. Now, the reason I call this man a daddy, a sperm donor, is because there's a difference between a daddy a sperm donor, and an actual father. Uh, I feel like anybody can be a daddy, all right? That's just my baby daddy, okay? That's just simple biology. You put your penis in a woman, you shoot her club up, and you're somebody's daddy. But when you are somebody's father, okay, you are there every step of the way micromanaging your child's situation. There is nothing that teaches you love and empathy like having children, okay? You hurt when they hurt. You sick when they sick. When they sad, you're sad. When they are happy, you're happy. That's just the way it goes. And I don't know about how other parents handle it, but when I pray to God, to keep divine protection around me and my family. I actually ask God to allow anything negative that could happen to my kids or wife, let it happen to me. Do you do that, Envy? Yes. Okay. And I know everyone has to walk their own journeys in life, and your kids will face their own hardships. But if I could take on all of their hardships, I would, because that's what being a father is all about. Well, clearly, Mateus didn't get that memo, because his son is suffering from this disease, and this disease requires that he take doses of a drug that costs 70 racks a pop. Yes, 70000 a dose to help prevent the disease from advancing. Now, according to the New York Post, the family raised some money to keep their son alive. Okay, this is a GoFundMe I can get behind. Usually I see GoFundMes and I think to myself, go F yourself. Okay, but this is one I could actually get behind simply because I hate to see kids suffering and I hate when people can't get the treatment they need simply because they can't afford it, all right? Life or death shouldn't have a price tag attached to it. And clearly, a lot of other people felt that way too because they raised over $200,000 for this young man. That's great, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would have been if the young man's daddy, his sperm donor, didn't blow through the money. Let's go to Joe Barlett from WOR for the report, please. A Brazilian man named Mateus Alves was arrested after he blew through money raised for his boys' medical treatments on drugs, parties, and whores. According to reports, Mateus was arrested after his wife noticed withdrawals from the account. The dad was busted at a luxury hotel where he had stayed as he tore through the money on parties, jewelry, and prostitutes in addition to booze and drugs. He told the officer he'd been extorted but authorities were unable to find any evidence of that attempt. I really love writing those for Joe. Uh, I knew he was going to land horse. I just knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, now, this is this is sad for a couple of reasons. Number one, this young man's daddy is selfish, and he chose pleasures of the flesh over his own flesh and blood. And secondly, if treatments are $70,000 a pop and you raise 200000 there's absolutely no reason to spend all that money on hookers, especially in Brazil. Do you know how cheap hookers are in Brazil? Steven, I know you know, Okay. 
No, 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 seriously. I knew that, but this morning I Googled the different types and cost of hookers in Brazil. Everybody knows Brazil is one of the best locations in the world for sex, and you can always buy some booty on a budget. You can get Brazilian street hookers. Okay, the price range from 50 bucks to 150 bucks. That's banging on a budget. Right. You, you might feel a little sleazy because it's street meat, but whatever. Now, if you want to feel less guilty, you can get a Brazilian escort girl that's more convenient, and the quality of said girl is better. Definitely a, definitely a more expensive option than the street hooker, but still the prices range from hundred to three hundred dollars and sessions are typically one to two hours right you know you, you, who's gonna do more than an hour right either way you're still not getting close to blowing 200k now you also have the brazilian bar club girls and you know you can you can spend some money here because you got to pay to get in the club you got to buy a few drinks it's probably where the drugs come into play because you're in the club and this can cost depending on what club and the time of day but prices are 15 to 50 dollars to enter the club and then they range from 100 to 350 dollars to bring a girl back with you Depending on how you negotiate. Even still, it sounds to me like drinks are the most expensive part of that whole situation, and you're still not getting close to blowing through $200,000. Now, if you start messing with the Brazilian massage brothel girls, that's where it gets pricey. Okay. Oh, you know, huh, Steve? Steve said, mm-hmm. Okay, Steve said, mm-hmm. I had one for 10 years. You had one for 10 years? Oh, my God. That's called a wife, Steve. How you afford that working for Revolt? It's called a wife, Steve. Okay. Now, you, you pay an entrance fee, and you get the all-inclusive package. It can be like $420 for a 40-minute session. Either way, $200,000, okay? You can pay for whores and your son's treatment if you care to. But clearly, Mateus didn't care to, and that's the problem. And this is another example of how anyone can be a daddy, but not everyone can be a father. Please give Mateus Alves the biggest Seahawks, please. <coughs> now, Steve, what do you mean you was paying for a, a, a massage brothel girl for 10 years? Come on. I need to hear more about this story. You was paying for a Brazilian? Oh, I think you meant hooker. Brazilian hooker. You had a hooker for 10 years? Yeah, I married her. Oh. <laughs> I'm staying away from that All conversation. Right. <laughs> hey, can we, play, uh, can we play Joe Barlett saying whores one more time, please, for the culture and for Steven? Whores. Gosh. Ooh. I think that's what he wanted to say just now about his ex-wife. This is that was awkward. harsh. This is awkward. Wow. All right. <laughs> Happy Monday. You want to say something else? You want to go double down? I just want to shout out my dog Fritz at home again. Uh, yeah, boy. All right. Woof, woof. Now, you know the crazy thing? His ex-wife <sighs> took the dog. They had a dog together, and his ex-wife took the other dog. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, she took the dog. Wow, Steven. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. All right. Steven, don't get Steven started. That, 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 this whole Brazilian horror story triggered him this morning. Wow. My God. All right. Up next, T.I. will be joining us. Thank you for that dog of the day. Whoa. We'll kick it with T.I. when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. T.I. What's going down? Welcome, sir. Do, do, hey. do radio interviews seem different to you now since you got a podcast? Uh, I'll tell you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like doing the podcast? Man, it's uh, it's dope. It's dope. It's surprisingly <laughs> dope. It's not something that I actually uh had in my my five year plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it it allows me an opportunity to really have uh worthwhile discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that. It's a better platform than just going and just like you know putting it out on Instagram. Right. I listen to it every week, man. Y'all really be talking about shit. like even this week with you and the wife. I'm like, boy, <laughs> y'all re- like it's almost like y'all didn't know y- like y'all was recording this to give to people. Yeah, I don't care nothing about this. Shit. 
Man, like, uh, now, I mean, was that one difficult, you and the wife? Nah, man, like, we, man, look, man, we go back and forth with kids like that all the time, mm -hmm. all day long, you know what I'm saying? I'm on her head about something, and, and you know what I'm saying? She don't mind, you know, pointing that, pointing out what she feel like, you know, I might be able to do better, you mm -hmm. know? So I think that, that it's good for people to see a healthy banter back and forth between husband and wife. Does it ever go too far? Does it, especially oh, of with course. The of course and it You got to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's talk of about this outside of the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I haven't experienced that. But you know me, man, I'm pretty much an open book, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't really have that much to hide, mm -hmm. you know? Uh... I think with me and her, it's more like her demeanor. Because when she get excited, she start, like, yelling and talking, like, extra ghetto. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's up? You you, you want to fight? Like, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why you, why you talking so tough? You dig what I'm saying? Right. Now, y'all talked about uh, marital situations and problems. Uh-huh. Cheating. Now, how was that How was that conversation? Because black men... So you're trying to avoid was, a Wendy I, Williams situation. Yeah. Well, I mean... It played out on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It went just like you heard. It. <laughs> exactly like that. So when the podcast is over, the podcast is over. Y'all don't go. Y'all don't reflect on what what y'all spoke about. Nah, 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 nah. We don't linger. Mm -hmm. That's the healthy part about it. Right. What did uh What did the other rappers say to you about your uh 50 greatest rappers of all time list? Did any rappers hit you up? Man, you know, it's different when it's coming from a rapper. Yeah, yeah, but look, though, you know what? First of all, that wasn't my list and my list alone. That okay. Was a, <laughs> that was it, was a, it was a round table yeah. of constituents, mm -hmm. you know, a collective uh, a democracy that led to that list. Uh, some things on it I agree with and some things I don't. Mm -hmm. But the oh, let me see what calls did I get. I got a call. I got a call from Killer Mike. Really? I got a call from Killer Mike and said, hey, man, people really want me to be upset about this, but I can't. What does it mean to be last place in first class? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. man, I'm happy to be amongst, all, you know, I appreciate y'all for even mm -hmm. considering me. Because he was number 50 on the list. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, he could, I would happily be number 50. Yeah. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that don't dictate or determine my life and how I actually live and what I really mean to people. Correct. It's just opinions, and you'll never get a perfect list. Now, you put you Pac know? over Hove. Why, why was that? Oh, you know what? Hove called me. Mm -hmm. We were talking about something else, you know, mm -hmm. something else completely non-related, you know what I'm saying? And then this, and then he said, oh, and by the way, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I heard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and by the way, uh, you really believe that? Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. When it comes to impact, I do. Impact? Yeah. Only reason I say that is because time shows, like, Hov's still around. No disrespect to Pac, God bless the dead, I mean, but Hov's still around. I think Hov is the greatest rapper alive. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think over time, man, yeah, you know, he's eventually, he's going to he's going to assume that position. I think you're number one now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think you're number one now. Okay. And the only reason I say that, one thing about Pac, man, Pac didn't get a chance to... Like he's, his influence is seen everywhere, uh -huh. but he didn't get a chance to actually put on a J. Cole, put on a, you know, Kanye, a put Rihanna, on, you know what I mean? Kanye, I mean, absolutely. Um, Pac is like the hip-hop Michael Jackson. You know that, right? Like, you can go anywhere, mm -hmm. any part of the globe and say Tupac, right? And they gonna sing a Tupac song. And Jay, as much as we love him, as many parts of the globe as you can for Pac, mm -hmm. it's not the same instant, like, they don't, they don't just go to reciting J Records like that. So when we do these lists, it's based off impact, not 
actual skill set. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's based on actual skill set. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. it, it may be a lot of people that ain't even on the list. And I also raised the point that people who help, who uh uh. I thought Kanye should come down because I don't think if you don't write your own lyrics, I don't think you should be high up in the list. A lot of people said Biggie. I got, I got outvoted. A lot of people said that Jay-Z was so influenced by Biggie. You know, recording uh, yeah. his lyrics, quoting his rhymes and things like that. Biggie might have been higher than, than Hove on that list. Well, I think that is arguable. I raised that point in our discussion. I honestly think, again, if we talking lyricism, I think Big, he was a better lyricist. But I, I think Pop had... I mean, excuse me, I think that Jay has had a, a greater impact. Okay. Gotcha. You know what I mean? That's the list we need to make, just the straight lyricists. Who, yeah. Who are the greatest lyricists of all time? We're just talking bars. Well, uh, you got to... Jay would probably be on top of that list. Absolutely. Jay would be on top of that list. Eminem, uh, mm -hmm. Lil Wayne, Nas, mm -hmm. 3000, Scarface, uh, Black Thought, Rakim. I don't know if I put Wayne in that list, man. Yeah, and I like Wayne. You can't not put Wayne on that list. I think Wayne... Oh, uh, Jadakiss. Jadakiss. Mm -hmm. Styles. Yeah. You can't not put, you know... I think Wayne flow and delivery is what's out of this world. His lyrical content, nah, not nah, so much. Nah, man, listen, man, listen. You better use a latex, because you don't want the latex that I think I'm latex. If I tweet that right now, they'll be like, if you don't sit your man. dumb ass down, Charlamagne. <laughs> hey, listen. That, but listen, though. That is what you call a triple entendre. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You yeah, see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. is, that, that, like, as far as literature goes, mm -hmm. that is extremely difficult to accomplish, and let mm -hmm. alone applying it to music in present day cultural circumstances. That right. is that is extremely difficult to do. Yeah, Especially like when, as inebriated as we know, <laughs> Wayne was at the time when right. he did it. You right, know what right, I'm right. saying? I think that's just, I think it's an incredible skill set. I like I like stories from beginning, middle, to the end. Like, one of your most slept on records to me is, um, I ain't scared and I ain't run, here I stand. Oh, that's no matter, no matter, no matter what, what, man. Yeah, yeah, every single it. verse. I appreciate that. But that's content, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you ain't waste the bar on that. Yeah, I don't really, man, you know what? I really don't put, I don't think of myself, like, when I think of what I think in, in, in like, the top list. I don't really? really think, yeah, man, like, I do so much. I do so much. I think you got to think of me as, like, you know what I'm saying, over, like, moguls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to be on the mogul list. All right, we got more with T.I. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with T.I. Charlamagne? Now, when you're on Rhythm and Flow, what do you look for? Do you look for impact? Do you look for lyrics? What well, do you look let's for? Let's talk about Rhythm and Flow. Some people sure. might not know what Rhythm and Flow is and, and I how doubt it's put together. They know. They know? I right, think so. Then. I believe so. It's like with the I mean, highest rated show on Netflix? Yeah, well, the months? analytics tell me that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they know what it is. On the global spectrum. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay. pretty it's pretty popular. Okay. Nah, man, okay. Uh, but but for those who don't, uh, Rhythm and Flow is a hip-hop competition show uh, with me, Chance, and Cardi that came out three weeks ago on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Was it tough to watch back the Nipsey episode? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, even as numb as... Oh, that's another call I got mm -hmm. about the list. Mm -hmm. Lauren called me. Really? Yeah, Lauren called me. She said, bro, 40-something? <laughs> I was like, yo, sis. <laughs> sis. <laughs> Did you listen to the whole... She said, no, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just saw the list. I said, man, come on, man. I say, but the thing is, by the time everybody knew who bro was... You know, he was already gone. You know what I mean? But if we talking impact, 
And I mean, I know, it's, I know, I know, I know, hasn't been a year yet, but if we, Nip looks like he top I, ten right now, at least. Yes, this is true, mm -hmm. and I argued that point. I would, I would have loved to have traded Nip for, uh, for, for Kanye's place. Easily, but, but the room would not. <laughs> nah, you can't though. What you mean? Not impact, not impact. If we talking impact, I mean, ain't top but, three. But then also writing your lyrics. He, he, he wrote. I nip wrote every word came out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nip wrote every word came out of his mouth. I guess we got to figure out all the criteria. What is all yeah, the criteria? Correct. Well, I mean, I think we just came up with one of them. Yeah, definitely got to be able to write. You got to be. You got to. You. I mean, if you have already admitted to having people write your verses right. and lyrics for you, I believe that kind of, that gives you an asterisk. That bumps you down. You so know? how you end the convo with Lauren? You just <laughs> nah, man, that's my sister. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. come on, sis, style me out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, you know, and we had a laugh about it and started talking about something else. Yeah. Now you asked him a question about uh, criteria. For yeah, how flow. do you pick the artists on, on Rhythm and Flow then? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, uh, individuality, uh, authenticity, skill set, vision and their story and who's the most prepared you dig what i'm saying because i saw a lot of talented people that weren't necessarily prepared mm -hmm. listen if you watch the whole season you'll hear me say over and over again success is when preparation meets opportunity mm -hmm. hey you know i meant to ask you why did you say iggy was your biggest mistake i didn't say my biggest mistake i said somebody said what in your career the question was what in your career do you think you still have to accomplish. And I said, well, I gotta find, an, I gotta introduce another female <clears throat> to the game that can undo the blunder of Iggy Azalea. Why was she a blunder, though? Well, I mean, I really feel like like she was meant to be great. She was for a moment. See, that? no, 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 no. What happened was, and my, this is just my opinion, and mind you, I didn't say this to really speak down on Shouty. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just, this is my truth. Okay. I feel like when she found out White people liked her, and she didn't really need black people to like her anymore. She switched up, started mm. acting different, made moves that I wasn't proud of, mm -hmm. that kind of placed my reputation in the line of fire. And she was very arrogant about it. And I feel like that energy, mm -hmm. you know, led to motherfuckers like, ah, we ain't with that. Right. You know, and also outside of, like, the raps were dope at first. Of course, she had writers help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, it was dope at first, and then it just, and then she exposed herself so much, and you know, and it just what the sway freestyle. All of it, just yeah. everything, Twitter. You know yeah. what I mean? Just all of it, and I feel like it just kind of. It undid all the good that was done. A lot of that wasn't your fault, though. But no, like, no, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. But I'll talk it up. You took a white girl from Australia, mm -hmm. and she had a number one record. Mm -hmm. And for a moment, her name was in the conversation. That's right. That was a win to me. I mean, because if you put that on paper, that ain't gonna work. A woman, a white woman from Australia, tip. I want you to sign it. You be like, what? Yeah, I know it. But I mean, it just had so much more potential. It could have been so bigger. Yeah. It could have been so. You know what I mean? It just. I mean, man. Could it still be? Man, tip like that on my watch. I mean, now I'm just saying, I'm not finna take that risk no more. I'm not finna put my reputation in jeopardy no more for it. Uh, how about they are their biggest problem? Yeah. Hey, man, and we gotta take a, let's just take a moment. Yes, sir. Because we did not address Charlemagne and I being at the most prolific upscale black event ever. Yeah, 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 With yeah. With the Tyler Perry. Oh, Tyler Perry's yeah, event, yeah. yeah. That man. was life-changing. Listen, man. Mm-hmm. 
I've never seen so much black excellence one in, in one room before. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking, if these hateful racist whites was to drop a bomb <laughs> right here, right now, <laughs> the whole movement is gone. It changed gone. a lot of <laughs> shit. It changed a lot of shit. That's like bombing Man. Black Wall Street. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, cause you had a lot of people in there, not just entertainers. You had, you know, tech people in there, yeah. business people. Yeah, yeah, man. Everybody from Everybody. Hank Aaron and Ambassador yes, Young mm-hmm. to Oprah to Denzel to me, JD, Charlemagne, Two Chains, Usher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was so. I mean, Taraji. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It the was so many. JB. You know JB. Yep. Yeah, man. They not black. You know, what I'm <laughs> it made me respect them a little bit more, though. Mm. Just a tad bit, only because mm. they didn't have to be there. I mean, this is the thing. Of course, they're the Clintons. They once ran the country. I mean, but you got to give them the credit for the things that they did. Ninety-four crime right bill, there. absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. The country. So you know, what I'm saying it's hard, but none as much as this mother in there. Oh, now. Right. Right. He is dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> Like they, they put your Sammy the Sam in the White House. <laughs> Diabolical. This motherfucker is. Oh man. I don't see no end to it either. Uh, well, I'm telling you, even with even when they telling everybody to run out there and vote, I'm gonna go vote, of course, and I encourage yeah. everybody to vote. I, I think the only person who can beat him is Bernie. Man, they got to pass an election mm-hmm. security bill first. I think the only person who can beat even him is, with the with the heart attack. Even with the, I think we we have we need a strong vice president. Yes, a black woman. Yes. It got to be a black woman. Well, now I think I think Andrew Gilliam as a black, as the vice president will work. I think that'll work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think you got to have a woman on, with you. I think you got to have a woman, specifically a woman of color. Mm. So I mean, Stacey Abrams. Or, Stacey Abrams is dope. Think about women. It's very difficult for a woman to come off like a uh, uh, stern and 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 solid. And you know, and mean what they say, and not come off like mean. You know, a little. They do that to women of color a lot. Women of color that are like bold and like really strong. This is true. And say what they want to say. They be like, oh, she angry. They do. They do label them like that. I mean, they did. I mean, you know, even Hillary Clinton. You know what I'm saying? Was like that. Mm -hmm. She just looked like she looked mean. You dig what I'm saying? She just looked mean. Mm Like the grandmama house, you don't want to go to. That's kind of our fault, though, right? We got to change our perception, right? Like, cause like I'll get somebody like Senator Harris. She's a prosecutor. We know she she she, she tough on crime or whatever. But she people look at her. As too. She did some bullshit too. People look at her and say, "Oh, she angry. Uh, she she come off as mean. Uh, she not likable. That's what they say. She not likable." Yeah, she did some bullshit too. I take I t- I take Stacy over Campbell. And I don't want to say anything negative about our sister, you know what I'm saying? What I will say is I think that she has some reconnecting with the people to do. That I agree. You I think, yes, saying? that I agree. She has some reconnecting with the people to do. But I think it's not too late and it's still possible for her. But if I were making a decision today, okay, I would go with Stacey. All right. However, the BVP. Yeah, Bernie. the BVP. However, I would go with Mr. Gilliam. Over even Stacey. That's just how I feel. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, T.I., we I thank like you Andrew. for doing That's this. That's my guy. Right on, we man. We appreciate thank you, brother. You. Already. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, you sir. did. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let me shout out to my aunt, my aunt V, who listens all the time. She's been riding with us. She's uh, feeling a little under the weather. She's in the hospital, so... I just wanted to say good morning, Envy. I know you're listening this morning, and I love you. Anyway, let's okay. get to the rumors. Let's talk Gail King. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Gil King was on with Jesus and Mero, and she talked about her R. Kelly interview. And now this is really gross because I hate when this happens, when people are talking to you and a little bit of their spittle lands on you. Doesn't oh that, my isn't that the grossest thing? That happened to me one time. It was right on my lip. And I'm like, man, I got to go get tested because I don't know where this guy has been before. And I'm sure that's what Gil King was thinking. Here's what she said. See, I, I never thought that he was going to hurt me, guys. But when he was doing this, mm-hmm. I thought he might accidentally hurt me. And I was worried about that because he was, you know, you could tell he could hit hard. Right. But he was spitting and was flying all over the place and his spit fell on my lip right here. So I just sat there like this thing and I don't know. Oh. Somebody give me some... some, some well, you know, if, if somebody does that to you, you know, you can just very gracefully or discreetly go like that. But I knew I couldn't make any sudden movements because he was very amped up, as you said. Right. Ooh. Because you can't just lick that away. Anyway. (laughs) Especially not with all Kelly. I'm definitely getting tested. But shout out to Gil King. She actually uh, told me this story when I saw her in St. Tropez for uh, Magic Johnson's birthday. Mm -hmm. Did it sound like I was name dropping? You did. That's a little (laughs) bit. It's exciting. I like Gil King a lot. lot (laughs) All right. Now, Felicity Huffman. She's been released from prison after 11 days of her 14-day sentence. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody's trying to get that first interview with her now. So she entered prison last Tuesday and then out and about again already. So, yeah, there you have it. They said, um, you know, she is embarrassed and she's just ready to get all of this behind her. Mm -hmm. You think they'll pay her for that first interview? Yes, they will. Is that really a loss now for her? Uh, no, because she still looks like she's going to jail for 11 days. Although I wouldn't want to go to jail for not even one day. Yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, but still, this seems completely unfair based on what we see other people getting charged with. And then what she did, like, you got 11 days. I kind of, I'm not even going to say it. All yeah. right. Uh, Joker is the number one movie at the box office yet again. Mm-hmm. So four weekends after it was released in the U.S., it's back at the top. It's going to be big this week, too, because Halloween, of course, people are going to go back to see it. Mm-hmm. I-, I didn't like Joker the first time I seen it. I know. You told me that because we were at the theater at the same time. Yeah, I, I thought it was out, great. And then when I got home that day, I actually did my homework because I thought Joker was going to be like Dark Knight where it was action and it was going to be a lot of shooting and bang, bang. But then so when I popcorn. read about it, it was the origin of the Joker. And then I loved it because then I got it. But mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I'm going to go see it again. You couldn't tell it was the origin of the Joker while you were watch watching it? I don't Marvel, DC. I mean, I knew it was the origin. I don't I either, it was but... it be more shooting and stuff. <laughs> there was a bit of violence in that movie. Not too it was much. very grotesque. Not like Dark Knight. All right. Well, anyway, uh, they're back at number one. Okay, so Dave East. Mm-hmm. He's not in trouble anymore. And if you guys recall, he was having a three-way in Vegas. Things went completely wrong. He even ended up getting a concussion during this three-way gone wrong. Now, he was cited for a misdemeanor battery in Vegas last month. They said there were bottles being thrown, punches being thrown. And according to Dave East, he said that one of the ladies was the one that started throwing the champagne bottles at him from across the room. And he said that two of those bottles did make contact. And he did go and get a CAT scan. And apparently he did have a concussion. So now everything has been dropped. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll never try that again. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. Now, don't forget, Angela Yee is heading out to Maryland today. Yes, I'll be in Silver Spring. I'm leaving shortly. I'm going to be there all day. Shout out to everybody that's on the show tonight. Uh, Donnell Rawlings, you know, that's family. Uh-huh. So, he's actually going to be there tonight, and that should be pretty interesting. We also have an intuitive coming, so, you know, she'll be doing some readings. I can't wait to see what she says about, about Donnell. Rico Nasty will be hitting that stage as well, so that will be really fun. She's a staple. Um, also, we do have Michi. 
so crazy, and I know he's very entertaining. You remember him? He used to date Black China. Uh, I don't, but briefly, okay. and he does music as well. Mm-hmm. So he'll be there, and so with DJ Quicksilver, that's our guy as well. All right. Well, you guys have a great time. I just want to let, let you guys know, uh, my hair is real. It's not plugged. What it's happened? Something fell plugs. out? No, it's not. It's real. I'm letting my hair grow. And I'm just, I thought you just had an incident. What made you just say that out of nowhere? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody even brought your hair up. You were thinking about it. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Right. Now that's suspicious. See? People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request and revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to everybody again that was out at Hampton University's homecoming. Friday, we had a great time. Saturday, I was on the yard early with Pepsi, so shout out to Pepsi. Um, I couldn't stay long because I had to come back for our powerhouse, which was crazy. From Meek Mill to Migos, Cardi B popped up, Pop Smoke. Uh, young Emmy, the baby, little baby, Saweetie, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. It was just a dope show. Polo G. It was it was an amazing, amazing show. So shout out to everybody that came out. It was sold out. We had a great, great time. Now, yeah, you're gonna be in uh, D.C. today, right? Yes, I'm actually headed out to Silver Spring, Maryland, and we have Lip Service Live. Guess what? Donnell Rawlings is actually gonna be on the show tonight. So I'm super excited because that is my boy in real life. Also, Rico Nasty is on the show. I know we're excited for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mishi So Crazy is on there and DJ Quicksilver. So we're going to have a good time out in D.C. with my girls for Lip Service Live. And listen, I want to salute everybody that was at Marquette University yesterday. Um, I was speaking there doing a great conversation about a, a black emotional health and wellness and just encouraging people to invest into their mental wealth. Salute to Krishan Lee and the black... Uh, what do you call it? The Black Student Council okay. of Marquette. Salute to them. And today, I will be at Winthrop University from 2 to 4 p.m. with my homie, Tanitra Williams, as well as Marianne Williamson. And we'll be having a conversation on improving mental health awareness and it's free food and it's free conversation. So from 2 to 4 p.m., Winthrop University, pull up on me. We'll be there uh, telling people to invest, encouraging people to invest in their mental wealth. Okay. Yes. All right. When we come back, positive notes, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. Uh, the positive note is simply this. For anybody who needs a little bit of encouragement on this fine Monday, just know that whenever you find yourself doubting how far you can go, just remember how far you have come, okay? Remember everything you have faced, all the battles you have won, and all the fears you have overcome, and that should give you the energy to keep going. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?